dads. Hello. Welcome to Dad Talks, where you get to listen to two dads talk. I'm your co-dad, Jared Schmansky, and with me, as always, my co-dad in crime, Joe Lopez. Joe, what are you drinking tonight? Oh, buddy, tonight I have uh, a girl named Egypt by Arbor Brewing Company. It's a double white IPA brewed with fruit and spices, which is 9%, and I didn't realize that when I bought it. Ooh, that's a beer, my friend. Yeah, it's been a day. Uh, Sorry I'm late. That's okay. I'm late, too, but for because ben wasn't ready to get put down yet so oh really i was making a sandwich that you inspired me to make Ooh, what um, sandwich i grilled up some turkey mm-hmm. some deli turkey uh so it's been an evening uh but i was a little stressed out and i hadn't ate and i was like i need to eat something and i was like there's nothing in my fridge i have this turkey here so I grilled up the turkey, and I had half of an avocado and tomatoes and onions. So I made up some guacamole, and then I made some uh, chipotle mayo. Okay. I'm following. And slapped together a grilled turkey with guacamole and chipotle mayonnaise. I have a weird question to, to yeah. go with this. Do you prefer your avocado sliced or smashed? Um... My perfect guac avocado is a um, little chunky. Okay. So like a little chunky, not completely mush, but not like full on chunks. Uh, the this re- one, I just kind of smashed it all together. The reason I ask uh, is because you went with making guac out of your onion, tomato, and avocado. I would have sliced it and layered it. So done ah. a turkey with some sliced avocado, a slice of tomato, and a slice of onion. And that's how there I would have built the sandwich. So it's interesting to hear you go with the with the guacamole route smothered on the on the bread versus me, which I'm just slicing and stacking, baby, slicing and stacking. Jared, it's because I'm Mexican. I, I mean, I wasn't gonna say it, but I'm glad you said it. Yeah, I had all the I, everything was in my fridge, and I was like, I'm just making guacamole. I was like, I'm just smashing it all together. <laughs> when you see tomato, onion, and avocado, you just you go right you go right to guacamole every time. Every time. Every you time. Can't not. <laughs> uh the only problem was I had to scarf it. So I'm like scarping a lot and yeah. very flummy. Because so you ate it funny. so fast, yeah. Ate it so fast because the sandwich was so slippery. Ooh. Yeah. Everything on it, and the bread was really shitty. So it was like disintegrating because yeah, it see. was even though I twisted up the bread, it was still like absorbing it and falling apart. You got to get the bread that can stand up to some to some sauce. Everyone knows. Yeah. I mean, we've talked enough about food and barbecue. I'm a sauce man. I like all my foods yeah. in the sauce. My sandwiches are no different. I put condiments on both sides of the bread. I'm if yeah. I'm having mustard, I'm putting it on top and bottom. I don't care. I want mm. I want to taste the mustard, right? So you you learn you have to get the bread that's stable enough to support that. Yep. You get the regular Wonder Bread or standard wheat bread. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not, not gonna do it. It's just not gonna do it. Yeah, it's not gonna hold up to so, the, to the amount of sandwich I'm throwing at it. I'm gonna be continuing my sandwich man uh, lifestyle. I need to get some sandwich bread. I love it. Uh, I love this, Joe. Yeah. I we talked about when you were on paternity leave that your personality and my personality are meshing. Meshing hats. Yes. Uh, I'm. I own a cardigan that I wear occasionally. Um, (laughs) 
you're becoming a sandwich guy. I'm a known sandwich man. I here's the thing. I feel like I need to start taking the steps into Mexican food. Yeah, I like. I, it gets you spicy. I. Well, we got to talk about the wings a little bit. I don't think I talked enough about the the food part of my wings. Um, I went with Frank's and butter again, half a cup of yeah. each. Wasn't spicy enough. All right, I like where this is going. Now, before we move into that, real quick, I just need to know what you're drinking, and then we can move on. Okay. Because I'm I'm on waiting on bated breath here. It's peppermint tea, in a in a Hogwarts <laughs> mug. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have Labatt Blue Light sitting in a cooler next to me, but I just was like, yeah. Mix it with your peppermint tea. Just toss a little Labatt Blue in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll call it uh, Canadian Christmas. I love that. That's that's a good one. Put a pin in that. We're going to need a Canadian Christmas drink sometime. It's not going to be yeah. Labatt and peppermint. That just sounds awful. But <laughs> we need to make a Canadian Christmas drink. Yeah. Anyway, okay, now move on with your wings. Yeah, so uh, the wings, the buffalo sauce was uh, not spicy enough. But Joe, interesting. I I don't know if you saw the Instagram post, but it was, I did, I had forty wings. I did yeah. fifteen of them buffalo, fifteen yeah. of them plain, ten of them, yeah. um, Carolina Gold that the barbecue sauce from Trader Joe's. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, next time I would do all 40 of them in Carolina gold. Really? It was so good. No, like DeRosia even made a comment. He's like this car- this whatever one other than Buffalo is phenomenal. I'm like, dude, it's, it's this Carolina gold. And it was, uh, it's a thicker sauce, like almost, um, yeah. Like I would say sauce ranges from like a marinade, which is like thin and runny, right. To barbecue yeah. sauce, which is like globs. Yeah. This was nice medium of that where I could still toss it and it could still like be thin enough to like move. Yeah. But it stuck to the wings so well. And oh, nice. I like it was delicious. Right. I even went back and I had put out uh the rest of the buffalo sauce in a little like cup in the middle of the wings. Yeah. You know, for presentation. Uh yeah. and also if people wanted buffalo sauce on their plain wings. I got a plate full of plain wings once the Carolina Gold ones are gone and put the Carolina Gold on the plain ones. That's how much I loved it. Really? Wow. So good. God, I need to make you make me wings sometime. One time I'm going to be there and we're actually going to have wings. All right. I think uh I think I'm going to take a step away from the breaded deep frying wings. Yeah? You're going to I think I'm going to adventure into the air frying wings. Yeah. Hey, if you can get them, it's going to take a lot. It's going to take a lot of trial and error. Mm-hmm. I have if you to, can get them. I have to find out how to get a crispy breading that I can air fry, right? Because yeah. the deep frying, the the flour and vodka together makes such a good, like, thin breading that you can deep fry. But you can't put a yeah. wet breading in an air fryer. You just can't. So nope. I got to find a way to make breaded crispy wings in an air fryer we'll do some research there's a lot of cooking shows out there i got That's three true. off like right off the bat i can think of i know one of them does air fryer wings at one point in time oh yeah has uh, to well no. i and i tried yeah. last when i did air fryer wings the other time one i made them way too salty and two they weren't yeah. crispy enough they're all meat right which if i'm making them for me i'd love but i think how do i say this my signature wing is breaded wings right 
need a wing with a crunch. I need a wing with a crunch. I just need it. I need a wing with a crunch. Yeah. And uh, so now that's my that's my adventures to do that because Katie and I are getting all new appliances next month. Um, okay. We uh we had a we got a little check from a from a little insurance that we were able to spend some on, and we uh we nice. went with uh we went with new appliances. And so the oven that we're getting has an air fryer setting. Mm-hmm. So I can do, okay. I can do like large amounts of air fried things. Now, are you concerned at all that an air fryer is just a mini convection oven and that maybe an air fryer setting on an oven is just a ploy? Am I concerned? No. Do I know that's probably true? Absolutely. Still not <laughs> concerned about it. Okay, good. Katie did. She made a big push on Sunday. I was too deep into it. She made a big push on Sunday that I should have baked the wings. No, I think there's something to be said about a baked wing versus a fried wing. Mm-hmm. You know, I think you definitely don't get as greasy, right? No. You don't get that greasy. You don't have the runoff from it. Um, there's also, sometimes you just want a nasty, greasy wing. Yeah, see? But I have, so I, what I'll say about that is I have that in my arsenal already, right? Yeah. It's tough. I I got it. I know how to do it. I feel comfortable knowing my process, doing it correctly, getting through it. Now that I changed the pot, I've conquered that, right? Yeah. I'm ready to learn how to make a breaded crispy, but healthy wing. Yeah. Good. Let's, let's give it a go. Jared, real quick. How long have we been recording? Just 10 minutes on the nose. Oh my God. I have about like two thirds of the way through this beer already. You're not, it's just so good. You're not going to make it you the next 15. It, opened it right when we recorded and it's so good. That's, that's amazing. I'll have to try the, you, you, the name sounds amazing. I'll have to try that one. Yeah. You're all going to hear me go downhill really quick. <laughs> Which is good because what we're actually talking about today uh, is professional resumes. Oh, buddy. Oh, man. I am excited for this. So if you listen to our episode that came out on Wednesday, Joe has decided that he hates his last job, hopes the whole building burns down, <laughs> and is moving to a new job. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. That's the whole thing. That's the whole thing. Uh, so we decided we we're going to make this week new job week. Uh yeah. Joe Joe got his new job. We talked all about it on Wednesday, so we're gonna follow it up with a dad talk talking about applying for jobs. This is more geared to just anybody in, out there that's thinking about applying for jobs. How to do it? How to do your resume? The numbers game that is applying to jobs, and just go from yeah. there. We'll see where the night takes us. Joe's only got fifteen yeah. minutes left in him, so. <laughs> and yes, that's very true. Um, this actually stemmed from Ayla who said, you should talk about resumes. I was like, that's interesting, because I get so heated, very into the resumes I look like, I look at. Um, in my position before, I had nine people underneath me. Um, and in the last year, I hired seven of those oh, wow. nine. <clears throat> so I looked at resumes all the time. So mm-hmm. like a lot of people I didn't hire just by the way the resume looked. Like, oh, yeah. Well, and so you know, it's, it's a huge impact on it. My background comes from I, in college, being a business major, you get an entire class on how to write a resume. And then 
I turned around and did volunteer with the business college to help run career fairs basically and help them uh, be part of career fairs. And so doing all of that, I've done nothing but think about how to write resumes, make resumes. And then I hired interns uh, at my first job out of college. So I, yeah, resumes are so crazy important. Um, They are. I don't know if enough people think about the impact a resume has. Mm -hmm. And if they, here's why. And and I'm this is a little theory of mine, but I'm almost always applying for jobs. I just am one of those people that like until I find the job that like I feel great in. Yeah, so I'm just gonna keep looking, see what else is yeah. out there. Um, you get one impression on these people. Yes, just one. Mm-hmm. You have to seem first off. You have to seem competent to the job you're applying. And and then second, you have to be impressive enough because they're probably looking at hundreds and hundreds of resumes. I I hired somebody today uh, for not my position, but uh, I lost one of my reps left to go to another position within the company last week. Um, So I hired somebody today to fill that role, and I had 152 resumes for that one role. That is absolutely insane. Yeah. It's wild. I looked at every one of them. 152 resumes. And you have to find, I mean, you go from 152 resumes. How many people did you actually, like, even phone interview? First round phone interview. Called 15. 15. That's 10%. Percent. 10% of the resumes. (laughs) You... And, and like, put that in context, that's everywhere. And, like, your company that you work for currently, not the one you're going to, I mean, the one you're going to is even smaller, but, I mean, it's not a small company, but it's not, like, a make-the-news-headlines-big company, right? Like, it's, it's yeah. a fairly medium-sized lo- local company. And 152 resumes just off that. Imagine, we were just talking before, like, I, I'm looking, I'm always looking to get into the video game industry. Well, all of these video game studios are are like popular and well known. I'm going yeah. up against three, four, five hundred resumes per position. You have to stand out. Yeah, you really do. And you know, we we I don't think have really ever had a dad talks like this where we've sat down and said like, here's our honest to god opinions about like what makes something uh, that's important to your life like mm-hmm. really good, right? Like you know, we've talked about movies, we've talked about food, we've talked about beer. You know, we've never like sat and said like, okay, buckle up kids and like hiked up our new balances and mid-calf socks and said, let let us tell you about this. I unbuttoned my pants for this conversation just so you know, so. <laughs> I'm really getting into it. Role playing everything. Yeah. Um so I guess right off the bat, I mean, <clears throat> let's just kind of jump into it. Let's do it. Uh do you want to talk about your resume a little bit, or do you want to talk about like what do you think makes a good resume? I want to talk about my resume because I think my resume yeah. is different than some people's. And it's, it's funny because actually you and I comparatively have opposite resumes in almost every facet. You've been with mm-hmm. one company a very long time. You've done a bunch of different roles in that one company, but your job yeah. titles have stayed fairly similar throughout each step. And 
you like again you've only been with one company theoretically for me mm. i've had three jobs in three years right with three different companies um and since graduating in 2015 i've been with five companies it's crazy and why so with that there it's more acceptable in today's world to do that right people aren't necessarily hiring you because they're looking for somebody to stay in a role for, you know, 20 years, even in companies. Now, yeah. if you're in a role more than I, not every company, but in a lot of companies, if you're in a role more than two years, people are like, why are you still in this role two years later? Right? Like that's just kind of how the world right. is working. Um, <clears throat> especially in my field. So we'll talk in the other part of this is my job field is data analytics. Um, I yeah. do, I write some code. I make some data visualizations. I do data strategy as well, helping like people understand where to use data, how to use data, things like that. Very, very data oriented and, uh, and focused. And with that, my career or my industry is fairly new. It's one of those mm -hmm. industries that like people don't really know how to use you and where to use you, which leads me to a reason why I move jobs so frequently is because I get hired in for a specific purpose and then I do that purpose. And a year later they're like, yeah, we're not quite sure what comes next. And I'm like, well, I'm, I'm going to go find what right. comes next. Right. I'm not going to wait around to see. Um, yeah. and that's happened a few times. So all that leading into my resume, I tell it like a story step-by-step step, okay. through and through. Um, I don't necessarily write it that way as easily in writing, but it makes it very easy in that first phone interview to say like, I started here. I was looking for this. I moved on to here. I was looking for this. So like my 30 second boilerplate here is like, I started at a company called Thermo Fisher doing sales analytics. Yeah. The company asked me if I want to be promoted or told me if I want to be promoted, I have to go do sales. I went and did sales. Didn't like it. Wanted to be back in analytics. So started working for a company that consults with the automotive industry doing data analytics uh, in a consulting fashion. Mm -hmm. A lot of that was just writing data or pulling data and giving it to somebody else to make the decisions. I decided I want to be a part of the decision-making. So I went and got a job yeah. doing corporate strategy, which did absolutely no data. Now in my current role, I'm finding myself in a position where I do both cor or both strategy and data analytics at the same time. So yeah. really talking through how I got <clears throat> to where I am and then at the same time positioning that into where I want to go and how I want to do it. Yeah. So that's good. I'm very curious to hear yours because first off, you've done this more recently than I have. You can hear the rust in my mm -hmm. voice, but um, I also like you're the exact opposite of me. Almost the exact yeah. opposite of me. Yeah. First off, I finished this beer. Wow. You are the roller coaster <laughs> has started. Um, so I have two resumes. Uh, oh. I have two resumes that look completely different. And I have that so that way I can use it based on the company and the atmosphere of the company. Mm. If I'm going towards a company that's more kind of corporate, data, um, old school business vibe, I use my resume that's a little more plain. If I'm going towards kind of a new age, um, seems like a fun, modernistic company, I have a resume that's got a little bit of color to it. It's got, it's kind of like a pale blue with like a, a light brown sidebar that's got some information on it. Um, so I have two different resumes based on, again, where I want to send them to. Mm -hmm. uh, they 
the same thing. They're just formatted differently. Um, so the first thing I have is like a summary up at the top. Like, here's what I've done. Here's my skills. And then from there, I just walk through a typical resume, right? Most current position down to, I don't know, a couple years, whatever it might be. Um, but I have, uh, depending on how you write your resume, I think is how you learn to write a resume is how you set it up, right? So yeah. I have mine set up as like every position I've had in my current company as a new, brand new position. I think that's smart. Some places will have you. Yeah, and some places, or some, I think I've read like some places you're taught to do like company a header title 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 like yeah. you know every title i've had underneath this company where i have like company title almost as brand new jobs every time um but it still shows you know my company i work for current and then my list of you know what i did there kind of like a basic resume but with me it shows you know my company and my company and my company for the last five and a half years and then uh petco that i worked at for three years before that mm-hmm. um so with that one, I, with my Petco position, because it's, it was three or at this point, eight years ago, I started at Petco and I was there for three years before I moved on to my current job. Right. So, uh, the Petco section, I have my last title and kind of there's where I tell the story. I moved from cashier to manager. Um, but everything after that is, is the positions and, and those basic functions that I did there. Um, I have, again, basic resume, and then I have a little sidebar that just kind of shows, um, you know, my graduation history and degree, and uh, mm-hmm. I actually have my strengths finders, which is kind of like your Myers-Briggs. Oh, yeah. Um, I have my top five strengths finders on there as well. Look at you. I've taken that test twice, yeah. and I don't use either of my results on my resume. Really? Yeah. Uh, this company that I am moving to, the, uh, the CMO and... Uh, chair who i was interviewing with he asked me about it he said what is this and i was like well here's what it is here's mm-hmm. what my number one is he's like what's woo and i was like well it's winning others of course over. your number one is woo joe <laughs> i could have called that from three miles away yeah yeah so that's that's how my resume is set up you know it's pretty basic but like mm-hmm. i said i think the key for me is is i have two i have the more plain basic one for the more old school old school corporate facing job and then the more new age kind of lighthearted fun one fun in quotations by adding sure. a couple of colors here and there <laughs> i think you should just run with the fun one all the time i i 100 think so that leads into my very next one my very next point of like you have to make it eye-catching not just tell the right story but you have to have it stand out in a crowd um yeah now i'm not telling you to write it in wingdings like you have to have some control <laughs> over it but right it, it is saying something like mine the way i have it set up like big bold letters at the top with my name and like my school degree and and what i uh um i think i have some skills up there or maybe i have uh span working working spanish uh abilities or, or right. something like that right at the top um to to stand out a little bit to be eye-catching like somebody's like oh this guy has a working proficiency in spanish that's really helpful um mm-hmm which might be a little bit of a lie now. Cause I have not spoken Spanish in six years. Yeah. 
Mm. Boy, you're gonna slip, old man. Yeah. Yeah. It's all right, I can still read it. I can't speak it, but I can read it. Um Perfect. anyway. So making it a little eye-catching, grabbing those things up at the top. Uh, and then I also another part of my resume that I left out, I have skills at the bottom. So for me, yeah. um, and I'm sure this is everybody has it, but uh, coding, yeah. coding languages are important to the jobs I'm applying to, yes. right? Uh, so I, I write SQL. I have Python proficiencies. I can um, do some. I have Tableau, Power BI. Like all those things are pretty important in, for the job. So I have that in the number of years that I've been doing them, as well as like strategy. People want to know if you've been doing strategy for a while or if you've been doing um, – I don't know. When I first came out of, of college, I put like Excel three years because I had to do it for classes. Why not yeah. throw it on there? So, um, but that's also really important. People want to be able to grab that and be like, Hey, this job, you're going to be yeah. writing a lot of SQL. How much SQL do you have? Well, this guy got really? four years of SQL writing. So like, that's pretty good. Yeah, definitely. And that's, I mean, any sort of systems you work in, right? Like mm -hmm. mine has the, the uh, ticket management systems that I've mm -hmm. used for my customer service. Um, don't necessarily have a customer management system where I work now, but if I did have a proper customer management system, I'd put that down. Um, I tell you what, if any of you out there know how to do a V lookup, put V lookup on your skills because a V a V lookup function in Excel. Joe, like, I could V look you up into next week. What about X lookups? I don't know how to. What do about that. index lookups, Joe? Listen, Jared, what? I'm not a nerd like you. Hey. You are a nerd. You're just nerdy differently. Well, then you're a geek. There's a difference between geek and geeks and nerds. I've always wondered that. I've always wondered where where we fall on the spectrum of like, are geeks the so obviously, we're drawing the line at like, computer people versus like nerdy movie people, right? Like that's kind of mm -hmm. where where this where this falls. I've wondered which is geek the computer and nerdy is the movie. I guess I just self described that, or is like nerdy yes. the computer is geeky the the movies. I think geeky is more of the um the book smart okay where nerdy is more of like the pop culture like superhero games yeah yeah that kind of nerds um v lookups man i tell you what if you know how to do a v lookup like joe do you need me to teach you how to do a v lookup oh i know how to do a v lookup it's these other lookups that you're talking about that i don't know how to do what well, so XLOOKUP just came out with the most recent Excel update, and then index matching is a uh, is a way to, in short, VLOOKUP can only look up one way. Index matching yeah. can look up both ways on the table. Wow. Mm -hmm. So get you, geek. <laughs> um. So I guess I don't want to drag this on. We could do probably two hours. Uh, I mean, two hours, topic. but we're at twenty five minutes, so we should probably like. Oh my god, land the plane here. Um, we still got like a good 10 minutes. Um, what are things on a resume that you would avoid or present or presenting your resume overall? And by that last piece, what I mean is I'm going to jump in and say, I've had several people send in a screenshot of your resume from Indeed. Uh, and I close it. Like, yeah. I'm I'm sorry, but like that's not a good look. Rule number one, and this goes for everybody. Rule number one is to print your resume to PDF. There is in yes. every single computer, Microsoft Word has a function that says Microsoft print to PDF. 
<clears throat> take your X, take your document file, your docx file, whatever it is, and print it to PDF and submit the PDF every time because yes. that is the only way that you will be able to know 100% that nothing was altered, your formatting was correct and it a little bit but like it means every mistake was your mistake, not somebody else, not around like yes. everything was your own work. Print it to PDF and upload the PDF. Do not do anything else. Even yes, having your Indeed resume, like submitting an Indeed resume throws off the format yeah. entirely. Well, and even uploading a Word document. If you're running yeah. on a Windows computer and submitting to a company that uses Macs, the Mac might up like might download that Word document differently because it's a different version of, of, of Microsoft Word. I had that in college yeah. where I would submit papers and professors would, cause I was writing on a Mac and professors would write me back and be like, Hey, can you upload this in a different way or, or fix this because it shows up weird on my computer and I have to take it yeah. to the school computers to fix it. Right? Like that's just, and you don't have, so the reason this is so important is because you don't have the line of communication to, for them to reach back out and say, Hey, for some reason, the dates on this job got cut off. Can you tell me what, what days you worked there? You, you just don't have that. If somebody sees that and they're like, there's no dates on, on when they work these jobs, they're throwing it away. Like that. Yeah. It's as simple as that. If, if I get a resume and maybe it was an accidental thing or whatever, but if the dates on all the jobs get cut off, I'm throwing it away. You're not reaching back out. You're not sending an email. You're not like, you're just throwing it away. Cause there's too many candidates. Yeah. Exactly. And you know, indeed's a great resource to apply for jobs, but always, Always, if you have the ability to apply through Indeed, yes. select the ability to use your own uh, resume because mm -hmm. that's going to help so much. Um, so many Indeed resumes I get. Some of them are good and are formatted fine, and I still look at those. Um, they're very plain looking. It's just literally a white Bullet. sheet with yeah. black lettering, uh, it, and that's it. Like it, nothing stands out about it. But it, you know, it is what it is. Um, yeah, that that's one thing. The other thing I would avoid. I'm sorry, I, I asked you the question, but I'm going to hey, jump in with. Please mine. do. The other thing I would avoid is like over the top colors, mm -hmm. backgrounds, uh, pictures, images, picture. Yeah, I don't know why. I I was looking at a at a resume one time, and they had a picture of them, like in front of a company or with a group of people, like. On one hand, it's nice. If you want to put your professional picture at the top left, I don't hate that, right? To give yourself yeah. like a, this is who I am. Make sure it's professional, one. And two, yeah. make sure it looks good when you print it to PDF. Too many people have yeah. put these grainy Facebook downloads on on resumes. And one, they're not professional. They come from Facebook and they're like terrible and they're cropped wrong and all these, all the things that go wrong with pictures, but two, they are blurry and you can't, you can't really see them. Yeah. If, and I don't mind a picture on it, like of you. No. As, again, like you said, as long as it's good. Do you have a professional headshot? I don't have a professional one. I have a really, a decent one that Kayla took just of me and like a button up mm -hmm. that is just, you know, me smiling. It works for what I need it to do. Um, and I didn't spend money on it. My first company was giving away like at every big meeting they would do like, um, 
professional headshots if you wanted them because we were salespeople, so like we had to give. Yeah. You know. Um. And so I took one, and it's the one I still use, and I look so much younger without the bags under my eyes, Joe. You had no <laughs> idea. Which yeah. means I should probably get a new one because it's getting a little tough to get to the level I want to get to when people are looking at my picture and it's like this guy's twelve years old. Right. Um, and I know we're we're running long on this because it's so important. You know, we still have a little bit of time here. So I think we do need to do more on like interviewing yeah. and like more with this. But when it comes to the physical resume, you know, is there what else th- throws a resume off when you look at it? I want to ask your opinion before I answer that. I have personally just recently reached where my resume does not fit on one page anymore. Yeah, good question. And I don't know whether to cut off. Like I said, I've had three jobs in three years, and all three of those have very valuable experiences I want to include. But I still want to put down. I've only been, you know, I've only been out of school six years. Like six years of work history is a is like not that long and you want to make sure you include all of it right you don't want to cut anything off uh maybe when i get older i'll be able to cut some of this stuff off because they're like you're 40 years old i don't need what need to know what you did when you were 22 right but like i'm still at that point so now i'm at two pages do i cut it off do i i I am sticking with two pages i went you know what i want all these things i it's important to me to have this i know it's two pages but i'm going for it anyway so yeah. it might be hurting me. Who knows? Um, I, I don't know one way or another, but um, that's where I'm at right now. For me, I do not turn away anybody that's got more than one page. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm pretty sure my, both of them have two pages. Um, I'd have to double check on those. Uh, I think my first page is mostly work experience, and the second page is skills, education, and, like, uh, you know, whatever you want to call it, uh, like the softwares I use. Yeah. I guess you could put that in skills, whatever it is. Um, but I think, you know, if you can get it to one page, great. Three pages, still fine. More than two pages, rework it. You, you gotta, have to. You got to reformat that thing. I also think context is pretty important here. I don't think two pages yeah. is enough to get you thrown out. But if you are, yeah. I read some internship resumes that were two pages and i'm like dude you guys do not have enough work experience to be here with the two-page resume for an in- applying for an internship you just don't it has to be relevant no. and it has to not be run on sentences right you can't be talking about yes. you know this one month at a job i did this 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 and that's why your resume is two pages no 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 it has to be concise has to be a quick read and then if it's a quick read and still two pages i think that's okay Yep, and that leads that kind of segues into my next part is maybe different, but I very much dislike a resume where your description of the job is like four sentences long. No. Like literally give me four bullet points. Four bullet points. Could be six words each. I don't need long like yeah. I think one of mine is curated a enterprise wide dashboard that brought together thirteen KPIs on one page. That's yeah. a huge selling point for a company, and you've learned ah, all. That you... was the nerdiest thing. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but a company gets exactly what they need to know out of that one bullet point, yeah. and the rest of the detail can come in the interview. You're just yeah. uh, this. The resume was explained to me as you're baiting the hook when you're fishing, right? This is yeah. just the bait. You just need one to bite. 
you can explain the rest of it in the interview. You can talk about your yep. big run on sentence. You can talk about people are just so afraid of missing something, right? They're like, what if I never tell mm-hmm. them? What if I never, uh, and that'll, I'll bring it up. My last point, which is the numbers game around applying for jobs, but this is all just bait in the hook, making them intrigued yeah. enough to give you a phone call, make them exactly. intrigued enough to give you a phone call. Do not give it away. Don't put everything on there. They yeah. are. I mean, how long do you think you spend on a resume? Two minutes. Two minutes. That's and that's probably being generous. I mean, you pro- yeah, you probably not. make your first judgment in the first twenty seconds where you're looking at you. Yeah. Okay. You know, and so if you know that you have to convey your points in thirty seconds, another big thing they impress impress on us in college was like elevator pitches. Right? I, you probably never had to yep. do these, but like elevator pitches are. If you had explained yourself in 30 seconds, what do you say? That's what a resume okay. is. Write it down because yeah. you only get 30 seconds. Absolutely. And for me, it, it's, it's weird for me to say this to you who, jumped, who has had three jobs in three years. But, like, I look around at that. And, granted, your resume is different than, like, I jumped from X fast food to X grocery store to X this within yeah. a year. Like, to me, that shows a little bit of um, instability. You're not comfortable wherever you're at. You're hopping from place to place to place, where yours is like, I went from one corporation doing this, you know, sales to this analytics to this kind of analytics. It's a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's just, you know, I I look around for job hopping. You know, if I see that there's, you know, you switch jobs every eight months or whatever, that's kind of a red flag for me. Like, what about you isn't, wanting to stay at one place um on top of that it's not a bad idea to explain why you left that job in that resume because it may be you know like manager like the manager was terrible and you know i wasn't getting what i was needed out of it which is fine yeah um and the other piece in that and kayla kind of got at me this was uh a gap in job years yep uh i looked at there was one resume out of those 152 that had a reason as to why they had a gap in years. And I was like, cool. I, I, I appreciate that. Like yes. you explained what you were doing in that gap time. Um, you know, which is a great, it, it's great for me to see to say, you know, whatever you're doing, whether you're being a parent, whether you're off volunteering somewhere, you're doing whatever. Hey, yeah, I'm doing, just, I'm eat, pray, I'm eat, pray, loving across Europe. Like, cool. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, it's totally cool to see, and it sh- it shows a little bit about you too in that gap year. Like, what are you doing? You know, where are you at in your life? We, you know, what's your mindset? So mm-hmm. it's just kind of a cool thing to see. Um, yeah. So so that's that's kind of my hot take. And then it comes to my very last point, and this is a little bit of a monologue, but applying for jobs is a numbers game. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. You're gonna apply to 500 jobs and get maybe two callbacks. That's what it is. And if you, I mean, I have friends, right? We, I should say, we have a friend that's been applying for jobs for years and has been interviewing a bunch of jobs, but it's a numbers game. It's a numbers game Mm -hmm. where he'll, you know, he'll get the interview and then there'll just be somebody else there because it's a numbers game, right? So you just got to keep applying, keep trying, and uh, just know that, like, I actually have... 
if you haven't, or if you're seriously looking at jobs, or maybe you're listening to this, and you're just graduating college and looking for your first job out of college. It's a really good book called What Colors Your Parachute? And that book explains all about what it's like interviewing and applying for jobs and things like that. Obviously, it's better if you have a connection. I got my current job through a connection, which was great and probably the easiest experience I ever had getting a job. But all of my other ones have been just straight up apply and get a good resume hook and go from there. Um, And so that being said, in that book, I think it's like for every hundred applications, you get one interview or something like that. So and, And that's like the average. So run with it. Just understand like, Hey, I'm going to have to put out a hundred applications just to get one interview. Just start applying, apply to anything that looks good. Apply to anything you think you might want. Yeah. And I mean, for me, the last thing I would say is uh, two things. One, I don't need your references on the resume. No, nope. Don't need them. If I want them, I'll ask. Exactly. I don't need them. Uh, so, so don't worry about them. I mean, whatever. Maybe worry about them if you feel like you need to. But again, I'm not looking. These at resumes are getting me. thirty seconds to two minutes. Yeah. Nobody's picking up the phone and saying, "I should call and check on this person." Yep. I got two minutes. I don't have time to look at this. Oh, the second thing. Make sure if you include a link for like LinkedIn, up to date, <laughs> and it works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, and all your information. Just make sure that's correct too. Uh, good thing. Same with job history. Make sure your job history is up to date. Like I like to be able to look at your resume, and if I'm gonna interview you, you're talking to me about those positions on your on your resume. I don't like to see your resume says to present, and then you've actually left that job or on to another job and something that I'm not aware of. Like for me, that just kind of I mean that's a big red flag, right? Like, yeah. Why didn't you put it on your resume? Exactly. So just make sure everything's up to date. You're constantly updating it because this is your selling point. So never sell yourself short when it comes to your resume. And then like Jared mentioned, the biggest thing, export to PDF. Please that PDF document. It's the biggest thing. Don't take screenshots of it. Like just send in the PDF. It's going to be the greatest. It's going to be so much helpful, so much more helpful than, than a word document and proofread. And proofread, my goodness. Please proofread that thing. Um, overall, like Jared mentioned, this is your elevator pitch. You, know, you got X amount of time, 30 seconds, to really sell yourself. And if there is gaps, if there is time jumping or job hopping in your resume, be able to like talk to that, which if Jared and I do an interviewing section in we our will. dad talks down the line, always be conscious of your talking points to your resume Mm -hmm. be able to talk to that resume very well Um, yes i love thoughts joe i thought this was great i thought even if we ran a little bit long i thought this was all valuable information who'd have thought you me running a little bit long who would have (laughs) thought hopefully you guys enjoyed it hopefully everybody thought it was a good time um or at least informative maybe it wasn't as fun yeah. as joe and i are all hyped up now I, I i'm gonna go tweak my resume right after this um yeah but uh, light up a fire pour a glass of whiskey grab a smoker's jacket oh yeah that's the kind of vibe i'm feeling right now like look at resumes like you're grading papers <laughs> exactly um 
But thank you all so much for listening to us blabber on about resumes. Uh, I loved this more than, well, I knew I would love it, yeah. but more than I thought. Um, and thank you to Plan Ant for having us on their podcast network. We appreciate that. And do me a favor. Go leave us a review on um, Apple Podcasts. I want to start reading reviews on our big Wednesday episodes, uh, but I can't do it because we only have five reviews or three reviews or something like that. Go at them. Go review us on, on, on uh, write us a little note. I'll read all of the funny ones. I'll probably read all of them on the on the episode so go go leave us a little note a little review tell everybody how funny and hilarious joe and i are or tell them that we're not that funny but you know we're a good listen anyway we might not be we might not be and if you haven't yet go follow us on social media we're at uh, big dead energy pod everywhere twitter instagram facebook at big dead energy pod go find us uh and uh you can listen to us on facebook right at 6 a.m every wednesday and friday so if you're on if i get it out in time if joe gets it out in time you can <laughs> listen to the episode as soon as joe gets it roughly 6 a.m or later depending uh but you as soon as the episode hits you can listen to it on facebook so uh that's a pretty cool feature so go uh go find us there hey and no good spending all that knowledge in one place this has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.